This is FM 100.5, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Wednesday edition. Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist, joining us today. Larry, how are you? Uh, Monty, I'm doing well. Hope everything's is, is well in the borough. Not too bad, not too bad. Um, you harvesting your deer, uh, your record number this year? I've harvest, harvested two Bambi so far. I guess is is Bambi plural to to Bambi. Yeah, to Bambi. <laughs> I've got I've got two. I'm going again tomorrow. Well, they're out there, that's for sure. But last time I talked to you, I think I might have been sitting in the woods, Matthew, when when you called. Might have had you in a stand. <laughs> that that may have been it. Either a, a stand or a fishing boat somewhere, but. But anyway, it's uh, that's what we old people do, Monty. We just go wander around in the woods. Well, we jumped into some things. I know, old buddy, you used to work with Joe Biddle's kind of having a rough time right now because he's a longtime sports writer, and people may remember the little contest he had. I beat Biddle. Uh, um, Give us kind of an update on old Joe. He's having a really tough time, Monty. I talked to him uh, about four days ago. We tried to talk to him. He's he's in the in the mid stages of dementia, and uh, it's he going. He lives in Spring Hill. He and his wife Sharon live in Spring Hill, and it's really a really a tough time. A, a friend of ours, John Adams, in in uh, Knoxville, wrote a wrote a nice column uh, this morning about bid. But uh, no, it's tough. We. Jim Simpson and I, we noticed that when he was going with us to lunch a couple of years ago, he was showing some of the, the early stages of dementia, having some memory problems and that kind of thing, and it's just gotten worse and worse. And It is uh, it, it is really bad right now, but hope hope for the best. A great guy, a nice guy like, like me, me an old uh, East Tennessee boy, and uh, I've known Joe Money. I got to know him. Actually, when he was sports editor of the Daytona Beach uh, uh, News Journal, when I'd go down to Daytona every year to cover the races, I would see Biddle's column. And, then, of course, he went from there to the banner and sports editor to the banner for several years. And then after the banner folded, hopped over to Tennessee, and then we, we became good friends over the years. So it's uh, it's tough to see see somebody going through that, but we wish uh, we wish Bid, Bid the best. Hopefully hopefully it'll be as, as you know, hopefully we'll get through it. Well, we wish Joe the best. Wish him uh, happy Veterans Day. Wish you happy Veterans Day. Well, thanks. Uh, so far, the Viet Cong hadn't made it to Granny White Pike, so I guess I'm I can, I'm holding them off so far. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> well, uh, tell you one thing: we're not holding off, and that's the old COVID. It's uh, uh it's 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 um, I guess if it's a runner, uh, it hadn't been a. It's not a sprinter. It's a marathoner because it's back in full force right now and we're seeing that all over the country i know uh conference usa middles game is still on but there are um four games canceled this week um and the sec georgia missouri's just canceled um a and m ut's postponed bama lsu postponed auburn and mississippi state postponed and uh, right now, you've got Bandy, Kentucky, Arkansas, Florida, and South Carolina and Ole Miss. So, um, and it, you're we're getting at a stage. I think I read somewhere today. You're only 38 uh, days <clears throat> from supposedly the conference championship games. 
yet you're going to have to add at least two more weeks to the season now. Well, I guess uh, you're right, Monty, and I guess uh, as screwy as this season has been, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm assuming things could be moved out, moved back, including even if need be the conference championship games and and the uh, and even the national championship playoffs. I don't know of any, you know, the NCAA can kind of do what he wants to do. So I don't know that if if if, if push came to shove and you really needed those extra dates. Maybe the SEC conference game could be moved back a, a week or two, and then the, the as I say, the the playoffs of the national championship playoffs also move back because I guess one if there is a, a a bright side to the coronavirus, Monty, it's that there's not a whole lot of fans coming out, so you wouldn't have the normal big big uh, crush for motel rooms, which would be the the drawback in years past. You know, you've got a hundred thousand fans pouring into into a town for a playoff game or a championship game or whatever now you don't have all those fans so you know you wouldn't have to the the logistics the logistics wouldn't be nearly as complicated as it was on under normal circumstances so again it's you know the NCAA hadn't called and that's my opinion but if they did I'd say well if you have to move everything back a couple of weeks and and get all these regular season games in but the bottom line is, is, like it's been for nine or ten months, Monty, we really don't know what's going to happen. Every time we think it's tamped down, it's like a brush fire. It, it flares back up again. So um, it's a, a, a screwy season just keeps getting screwier, screwier. But all we can do is, is hang on and hope, hope uh, continue to be optimistic that eventually this thing is going to play out. Uh, maybe a vaccine will, will, will pop up like the old polio vaccine did when I was a kid. And, you know, two or three months from now, we won't know what a coronavirus was. So hope for the best, prepare for the worst. And, you know, really, too, as it is right now, um, you know, every, every week, I mean, it, it's hard to know, you know, who's at full strength. I know Vanderbilt's um, barely had enough scholarship players to play in some of their games. And, you know, in some regards, they I guess they've probably played about as well as they can play. And, Hey, they're getting a free year out of a freshman quarterback because the eligibility is not counting against anybody. So there might even be a silver lining for Vanderbilt. Well, well, like I say, that's another one of those little glimmers of, I guess, of, of, of uh, something positive. But uh, but you're right, Monty. It's uh, all we can do is is, is kind of hang on and hope for the best. And it's you know it's obviously going to be a, a, a an imperfect season, but at least there was a season. There has been so far, and. Hopefully we'll be able to play it out and continue the regular season, have the SEC championship game and a, a national championship playoff. But again, I, I try to be optimistic and hope for the best, and again, just brace for the worst. But uh, it's been a been a rocky ride so far. Uh, and then we look at Tennessee, Larry. Um, I know it's easy to say, okay, they don't have a quarterback, but their problems look a lot deeper than that to me. I mean, they came out, um, looked really good in the first half, and then it was just like they left it in the locker room uh, at Arkansas. They get outscored 24 to nothing in the third quarter, can't even score in the second half. And I know their offensive line has been touted as this great group of machinery, and I haven't seen it. And quite frankly, um, and I'm not a ball fan, um, but if I were, I'd be majorly concerned and not real happy right now. Well, I, I'm, I'm like you, Monty. I try to be be neutral and partial when 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 covering or discussing the teams. But I got a lot of friends, you know, for, who are diehard Vol fans, including one from Murfreesboro who said he had trouble sleeping at night after a real bad <laughs> after UT <laughs> played a, played a really bad game. So he he's had some sleepless nights the last few years. But uh, you're right, Monty. The troubles, the, the problems go a whole lot deeper in quarterback. Frankly, the quarterbacks are probably playing pretty well, com- considering everything that they've they, they've got to, to to go through. Not not much of a running game, and just the whole offense is just a, it's been a disaster. And uh, again, it's Pruitt's job to fix it. He's the captain of the ship. You can't keep firing assistance. At some point, you know, it goes back to the to the man running the ship. You can't uh, you. You can't keep throwing people overboard and hope that solves the problem. The man that's in charge of the controls is in charge of the controls. And uh, uh, Pruitt's been pay- paid a whole lot of money to, to coach that team and to make it not just coach it, but coach it well and, and turn it into a winner, kind of like 
reminiscence of the, of the old days when, when I was growing up in Crossville, Big Orange Country, and the question every Saturday was, would, uh, would Tennessee hang on and maybe beat somebody? The question was, how bad is Tennessee going to whip them Saturday? I don't know, Monty, that we'll ever go back to those days, but it sure be nice from the UT fan perspective to at least to get back to where, where, where they're not being impressed on Saturday. And uh, as you say, I'm, I'm afraid they're still a long way from that when they play with the, play with the big boys. And, you know, their, their offense is just bleh. And, you know, their coordinator, Jim Chaney, is making close to $2 million a year. Yeah, and uh, he needs to start doing some coordinating for for that kind of money. Again, I I don't know, Monty. I, you know, I, I'm I'm no expert, but it seems to me like they're just not very well coached. That uh, and and again, it goes back to the head coach. I guess you can second guess the coordinators, but the bottom line is, if the coordinators aren't coordinating, it's the head coach's job to get them coordinating. And uh, and I just don't think. Again, I, I don't know Jeremy Pruitt. I've never met him. Never been around him. Know some people who have. Seemed like a nice enough guy, but uh, my grandmother was a nice person too, but she couldn't have coached a, a, a major college football team. So I'm just not sure that uh, that Jeremy may be like some people we know, Monty, you and I know that we're, we're good assistant coaches and they couldn't get a handle on the, the head coach job. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing some people wondering about that, that uh, you know, maybe a, a good assistant, a good coordinator might have been where Jeremy was did his best work. But again, if you know, win, winning solves all problems. So if we could turn this thing around and start winning, people like you and me wouldn't be be having these conversations anymore. But till they do, it's going to continue and it's going to get get worse. I mean, this is for the third season is supposed to be the the big season for improvement, and it's just not there. And you bring up your grandmother being nice and reminding me of a John McKay, the former USC and Tampa Bay coach. They we're talking about playing with emotion. He goes, emotion is overrated. He goes, my wife's emotional as hell, and she can't play football with a worth a lick. So. <laughs> it may have been McKay also said after a terrible performance uh, in the post game interview. Somebody asked him what he thought uh, about his uh, his uh, the, the execution of his offense, and he said, "I'm all for it." <laughs> that was him. <laughs> Coaches like that are fun to cover, aren't they? Uh, they are. They are the, the, the quips, and I guess you got two choices. I guess as you, as you plod through life, you can laugh or cry. So I guess you can laugh. <clears throat> Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, join us today. Uh, we're going to take a pause, and we'll be right back. Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at getsthealthcare.com. This is Ron Hall. When the unexpected happens, Farrah Construction can help you, whether there's a vehicle in your business or your home that's not supposed to be there. It's in the news, a car through the front door. We can board it up where the place is secure and deal with your insurance company to get it back to its previous condition. When the unexpected happens, call Farrah Construction Company. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. Call 615-893-6120. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. 
Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Thursday night, we're going to talk all about our local upcoming high school football games. Plus, take a look at college football. Got a lot to talk about there. Titans and whatever else we can think about to talk about. That's on Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Thursday night, 6 o'clock, right after all sports talk, each and every Thursday night through football season. On Friday night, State Farm Prep Football. As we head to Oakland, the Patriots host the Mount Juliet Golden Bears in round two of the TSSAA playoffs, pregame at 6.30 and kickoff at 7 o'clock. Plus, we'll have some reports from the Riverdale-Hendersonville game and keep you updated on MTCS at USJ. Saturday morning, Prentice Hall's Heating and Air Coaches Corner begins at 8 o'clock. It's followed by MTCS Cougar Corner, a short show this week as we have Middle Tennessee football at Marshall beginning at 9.30. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist, joins us today. Um, well, Larry, we got college basketball starting in um, 15 days, and boy, that's going to be a wild ride. If, if football's been a wild ride, that one's going to be a wild ride. Yeah, because, of course, you're going to have the same problems as football, only maybe magnified because basketball is an indoor sport. So it's going to be hard to social distance an arena full of basketball fans. And, and of course, the players' concerns and the coaches' staff, all those concerns are the same way. Like I say, it'll be, it'll be football magnified, I'm afraid. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I was – It'll take me a while to get into this. I was reading something last week or the week before where um, Ed Orgeron and Will Wade are taking pretty good pay cuts at LSU. They anticipate losing $80 million because of the COVID. And I look at then kind of transfer that over to MTSU and Conference USA, what they're doing in basketball this year. You know, Middles Conference is spread out everywhere larry there's teams in texas they're not even playing anybody in the state of texas i guess obviously to cut back on being in airports the cost to travel and let's say like their opening game of the season let's say they go to fau they'll play fau on friday night they will turn around and play them saturday afternoon and then fly back home so that that's an example of how schools and conferences are trying to save money, and um, it's it's going to be you know football's been different, uh, I, basketball's going to be a lot different too. Yeah, Jim Simpson and I were talking about the the, the weekend doubleheaders coming up in basketball season, Monty. It's, excuse me, I, I think it's actually two two things involved. Obviously, the, the the coronavirus, the less travel you have to do through airports and that kind of thing, the better. You know, so you cut down on a trip if you when you, when you get to where you're going, you stay and play two instead of traveling back and then come back later. So it cuts the travel in half and the exposure, like I say, in airports and other things around, that it cuts the, the virus exposure in half, and it also cuts the travel expense in in in, in half. Instead of making two flights, you make one. And uh, and stay stay and play too while you're while you're while you're there. So, but again, that's what so some of these adjustments, Monty, that have to be made. And and you're exactly right about the the mid level schools. If you if you if you think the big the the big powerful schools are struggling, you know, think about the trickle down effect to 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 the mid level schools and conferences that were already struggling. Frankly, as you know, MTSU 
you know, the joke was they, they made a lot of money this year. They didn't go to a bowl game. But so, so they were already struggling financially. And then to have all this heaped on top of them with, with everything going on, you know, empty stadiums, no fans, no souvenirs, no concessions, no nothing. Uh, it, it's just a financial uh, ca- uh, absolute catastrophe. One, one, one spinoff money along this line. I, I can't, now I'm not on the inner circle at Vanderbilt anymore, but I, I, I know people who, who, who are. And one interesting thing, we're starting to hear some murmurs around the SEC about Vanderbilt. You know, back when everybody was rich and and, and everybody was hauling in their forty million dollars at the end of the season, there wasn't much murmuring about Vandy being in the conference. You know, they brought some prestige to the conference academically, and they boosted the conference's grade point average. But now, all that's by the wayside, and and during hard times, lean times, some people are starting to wonder, is Vanderbilt worth it? You know, or or can can the SEC continue to carry Vanderbilt financially the way it has been? So that could be another spinoff somewhere down the road. It could have a a big impact on on, on Vanderbilt being, being in the conference. And I tell you another th- interesting thing that's coming out of this is I mentioned, you know, Vanderbilt's freshman quarterback, for example, getting a free year. Well, every every athlete this year because of the COVID um, is getting a free year of eligibility, so it's not even count counting against their uh, eligibility calendar. Now that's fine and dandy and nice for those athletes, but at, at the end of the day, it's a is it. It seems like it'll eventually um, come down to the point where he or she who produces can stay, and he or she that don't is just going to have to go on and graduate and get about their business because you can't you can't keep affording um, that many scholarships. No, you can't, Monty, and particularly for a private school like Vanderbilt, which doesn't have any state funding. It, Vanderbilt has to pay for each of those scholarships, whatever it is, you know, 80,000, whatever it's up to now. And when you've got all those, those so many athletes on scholarship and then they're not even playing, I mean, it's it's tough anyway to, to, to feel that many, that many teams and that many student athletes. But when there's no income coming in, of course, with non-revenue sports, there wasn't anything, any income anyway. You know, nobody's going to, you know, the, the, I'm sure the Vanderbilt women's lacrosse team was not self-supporting, and uh, and uh, baseball barely was as, as successful as baseball was. They, they didn't, you know, maybe break even with the scholarships not counted. But anyway, point being, uh, the, the hard times are going to get a whole lot harder, and I think you're going to see a lot of non-revenue sports sacrifice simply because they can't continue Remember at Vanderbilt, Monty, that I'm not picking on women or, or lacrosse, but the point I'm trying to make is that a women's lacrosse player costs as much to, to, to field a scholarship as a starting quarterback on the football team or the, you know, the leading scorer on the basketball team. All those scholarships cost the same, and uh, I'm just not sure that, that any, any, uh, even big state schools will be able to keep affording it, and certainly not uh, small private schools like Vanderbilt. It's just going to, you know, it's going to wipe them out financially. And you know, um, you, you mentioned baseball. Um, I was talking. This was last year, last spring. You know, all those spring athletes got their, you know, their eligibility back. Okay. Well, middle had like 22 juniors. Or over 20 juniors, okay. Well, those guys are still juniors. Now, okay, you may have three, four, five drafted, okay. That still leaves you with, you know, 18 supposedly coming back for their senior year. Well, what about the players you want to sign for this recruiting class? So that's why I said it's going to come down to heap who produces because just because you're, you get that eligibility back doesn't mean the university can afford – or has to give it to you. I think Monty, if the virus dies out and it's only a one one season, one one year deal, I think that they can recover. Uh, but it, it'll take a while. But if this thing drags on into next year, uh, they they can't recover. They're, the NCAA will start having to make some drastic adjustments. A lot of the non-revenue sports will go to uh, to club sports, to uh, intramural sports, uh, because they said you know they can't afford to keep uh, paying. Uh, you know, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year scholarships for for a young woman to play lacrosse at Vanderbilt. 
and it's not the young woman's fault. And if my granddaughter were playing lacrosse at Vanderbilt, I would be the first one clamoring to keep her scholarship. But the grim reality is they can't afford to do it. And there have to be some major, major changes uh, take place if, if, if this thing, if the virus drags on another season. Either that or some, some programs, Monty, could just sink. They could just go under. They might just have to go to, to, to club sports and have to get out of the NCAA or even the NAI in any conference. I, I'm not sure that a lot of schools will be able to, to survive another season like this one. And I think that would be more men's sports because of Title IX. Uh, it could, it that, could. Uh, you know, Title IX, the, the reason there's so many sports is instead of cutting back, you know, revenue sports, they increase the non-revenue sports just to get them, keep them equal. Yeah. So, uh, but, but those will have to be cut back, or, or not cut back. I think they'll have to be eliminated, frankly. I don't, I don't think uh, schools can afford to, to continue to have, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of, of scholarship athletes uh as expensive as the scholarships are and uh, and absolutely no revenue coming in. You know, football, like you said, football's taking a major hit, and football helped pay the bills for a lot of other sports. So suddenly uh, football and, and men's basketball, they, they don't have the revenue either. Be fun to be an athletic director right now, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd want to take the job right now, Monty. I don't think I would either. All right, you listen to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break and be right back and – Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. Just heavy traffic flow on 24 East over from Davidson County back into Rutherford County. It's just busy out here where you would expect up and down. Sam Ridley headed out to Smyrna. Also on uh, 41 there between Laverne and Smyrna is quite busy. Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, call Tony and Akeisha Tate, the Tate team. They will assist you with all your real estate needs. Call 554-9795. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. Ruh-roh. <laughs> Simultaneous Scooby. It's a stereo. Don't miss the Wake Up Pro with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance, 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5. FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. 
It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody. And did the early signing period for basketball slip up on you? That's right. Uh, signing day is today, and Middle Tennessee added three heralded prep standouts on the first day of the early signing period. That from Coach Rick Ensel. The women signing three. The men have not announced any signees as of yet. The Lady Raiders have added Gracie Dodgen, a five foot ten guard from White County High School in Sparta. Jalen Gregory, a 5'8 guard from Macon County High School in Lafayette, and Amia Payne, a 6-foot guard from Hewitt Trustful High School in Pinson, Alabama. Dodgen has enjoyed a heralded career in her first three seasons at White County, which boasts a tradition-rich history in high school girls basketball. Dodgen is currently third on the all-time scoring list at White County with 1,500 points and sports a 16.3 point per game average. Dodgen also has tremendous range and is White County's all-time leader in three-point field goals with 296. She connected for nine trays against Trimble County, Kentucky last season to set the school's single-game record. Also, uh, Gregory is another outstanding guard from the Mid-State. She is a two-time TSWA All-State selection. Gregory was named to the TSSAA Class AA All-Tournament team in 2018 when she led the team to a state runner-up finish, and she was also named the for the All-Tournament team in 2019 when the team reached the semifinals. Macon County was 33-1 and won its quarterfinal game at the state tournament in 2019-20 before the event was canceled due to COVID-19. No all-tournament team was announced. Well, Payne is a highly regarded player in Alabama where she's ranked one of the best five players in the state. The Hewitt Trustful standout is ranked number 89 nationally overall by ESPN and number 13 nationally at her position. She became the girls baske- first girls basketball player at Hewitt Trustful to ever be named to the Alabama Sports Writers Association Super All-State team when she was so honored in 2020, making her squad making the squad carries the distinction of being named one of the five best players in the entire state of Alabama. Also on signing date, Blue Raider Volleyball signed two The uh, head coach, Chuck Crawford, announced the signing of Corinne Meyer and Melissa Torre. Meyer and Torre will both join the Blue Raiders in the fall of 2021. Meyer is a six-foot outside hitter from Dubuque, Iowa. She led her team to an 18-5 record and and an eighth Class 5A ranking in her senior season. And during her senior year, she was selected first-team all-conference and finished as the leading hitter in Class 5A with 412 kills. Torre comes to Middle Tennessee from Istanbul, Turkey, as a five foot two middle blocker. She uh, has played for as a six foot two middle blocker, I should say. That uh, is more like it. She's played for multiple club teams in, uh, around uh, around Turkey. She helped lead her team to a third place ranking in Istanbul and a fourth place ranking in the country of Turkey. She, uh, you can keep up with all of the uh, volleyball signees uh, on their Facebook and Twitter pages. Same goes for women's basketball. If there are other signees coming from other sports, uh, we will certainly let you know that as it happens. Well, it wasn't expected, but Middle Tennessee in football got an extra week of rest ahead of a tough road matchup this week against the Marshall Thundering Herd. That will be Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Time. The Blue Raiders will bus up to Huntington on Friday, play the game on Saturday. Uh, Marshall comes in undefeated so far at 6-0, and and uh, they are currently ranked 15th in one poll and 16th in another. That's it for this Wednesday. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert, and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, 
or online at www.freaksideassistedliving.com. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody. Longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Well, Larry, uh, despite all their injuries and what, the Titans were able to win a, a game um, Sunday. Now they got to turn around pretty quickly and play on Thursday against a very, very good Colts team. Yeah, that was that was one ugly game last Sunday, Monty, but uh, ugly counts. You know, they they don't give prizes for you know for for beauty, but uh, it, it goes down in the win column, and that's all that matters. But uh, the Titans, they're, they're when when they're good, they're really good. When they're when they're not so good, it's kind of an ugly performance. And uh, and last Sunday was. But again, if you can if you can play ugly and win, I guess that's that's maybe the sign of a good program. So you're, you're right. Uh, that one's behind them. It's in the record books, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, Thursday night. Well, I guess the best thing about that game, they entered it the worst third down defensive team in the NFL allowing almost 65% completion. Um, well, they flipped the page on that, and I don't know how much is it, um, how much it had to do with their defense or Nick Foles as a quarterback, probably a little bit of both, but at least it was a positive they were able to get off the field. Yeah, again, it was just a, just a, 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 I thought kind of a poor performance on, on for for both teams, but 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 the Titans played well enough to win, and I guess that's 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 all you can ask. You get this one down and 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 go on to the next one. But it uh, it wasn't much of a much of a football game, I didn't think. But again, the bottom line is, if you play bad and win, maybe that's a you know a, a good sign. Better than playing well and losing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'll I'll take an ugly an ugly win over a pretty loss any day. I remember. C.M. Newton, a Vanderbilt basketball uh, coach, a wonderful old coach. C.M., one of my favorite people, is somebody was ragging him, maybe me, about what a terrible game they played, and they, they won, and that was C.M.'s line. He said, give me an ugly win any day. Remind me of Coach Earl, somebody, oh, it might have been my dad and a couple of his buddies, giving him a hard time one year. They played um, Palm Beach Atlantic and Rio Grande College and – all that, and he, <laughs> Coach Earl said, "Hey, five years they're not going to remember who the heck they play, who you played, want to know how many games you won." <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Creative scheduling. <laughs> uh, one interesting note, and speaking of basketball, um, you know, uh, the SEC, and you know, polls don't mean everything, but uh, Kentucky and the and Tennessee were the only two teams in the poll uh, this time. And um, really, in the last four or five years, they've had quite a few in there. Yeah, the, uh, again, the, the basketball season, like I said, is going to be maybe even screwer than football season because in, in basketball, <laughs> as, as we know, your, your leading scorer suddenly runs a temperature and he's out for the next game. So you talk about going into a lot of unknowns where you've got fewer players to work with, but yeah, when you look at the at the conference, you, you wonder where the power is going to be. Of course, Kentucky will be Kentucky, and uh, and Tennessee t- t- has promise. But uh, but again, I, uh, overall, and again, I haven't studied that 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 closely because I'm trying to get through football first. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be a, 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 a you know a, 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 we'll put it this way: it's going to be an interesting season with the, if the virus persists. And I tell you what. Uh... Tennessee probably had their best recruiting class ever, um, and um, I, th- I think they got a chance to have a whale of a team if we have a whale of a season. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing again. I'm, I'm not on the inside anymore, but some of my friends who really keep up with with UT, that, that's what they're thinking. They're, they're optimistic if, if if we get to, if we get to play. 
Well, that's going to be the, the big question. And, again, uh, they crank it up in about 15 days. Um, not going to play as many games as they have. And um, it is. It's, it's And it's not a thing now, even with football, they play once a week, Larry. It's not a thing that's week to week. It's day to day, hour to hour. And, and indoors, you know, again, it's, you know, it, indoors. So that, like I said earlier, Monty, that kind of magnifies the, the concerns of, of being indoors. All right, Larry, we'll move on. We got the Masters this week, and it's got to have a different look. Obviously, um, very, very limited fans, if any. Uh, they won't have the par three tournament. That's kind of family day anyway. Uh, but they're going to get the Masters in, and, um, it's going to be. It's going to have a new look in itself. In that, you know, with the time change, um, it comes on at um, noon tomorrow, and you're going to have players teeing off on one and ten. So, um, one of those first two days, you got to play Amen's Corner right off the bat. Uh, yeah, you're right, Mike. With, without those layers in bloom, it just won't seem like the Masters. You know, the Masters in November. That's that's not the Masters. I, it, they're playing a golf tournament in Augusta, but it's not the Masters, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the, the term of, of the Masters was the atmosphere, you know, in the, in the spring and and everything, the blooms and the blossoms and the green grass and all. It, it was just the, the atmosphere was so 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 great. And again, uh, they'll be playing golf in Augusta, but as far as I'm concerned, it's just not. The, it just won't be the Masters. It won't be the same. But like football, like everything else in the rest of our lives, Monty, you know, the, the PGA is doing the best they can with the bad situation, and at least they're playing. There'll be there'll be some awfully good golfers out on on the golf course hitting hitting golf balls. But uh, yeah, I, I'll miss the Ozegas. We'll put it that way. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back. break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show this Saturday, 11 to noon on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Just heavy traffic flow on 24 East over from Davidson County back into Rutherford County. It's just busy out here where you would expect up and down. Sam Ridley headed out to Smyrna. Also on uh, 41 there between Laverne and Smyrna is quite busy. Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, call Tony and the Keisha Tate, the Tate team. They will assist you with all your real estate needs. Call 554-9795. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. When consistency is your set standard, the reward is loyalty. Sir Pizza would like to thank their loyal Murfreesboro customers for their continued support. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. And Larry, before we let you go, um, NASCAR has crowned a champion. I know you got to be pretty excited about it because I think you told me you had a picture of you holding Chase Elliott in your lap when he was a little kid. Well, he's hanging around after me. And a, and a quick, funny story, Monty. When I was back in my NASCAR beat days, in the old days, they finished the uh, the uh, the season. NASCAR season ended at Riverside, California every year. And one year, Darrell Walter, our local guy, was in the, in the running for the championship, ended up finishing it. Uh, winning it, but anyway, I had gone to Riverside, California, to cover the race that weekend, and I'm on Sunday morning. I'm batting down the San Bernardino Freeway to the track, and I glance over on the side of the interstate, and there's a car pulled off on the curb 
with the hood up and steam steam coming out. And as I go by, there's two guys standing by, it, and I recognize one is Benny Parsons, the driver. I, I became friends with Benny when he raced here at the old fairgrounds. So I pulled over, stopped, backed up, and uh, Benny came over and he said he was on his way to the track, of course, at his suit and everything. And he said, you know, it's going to be a bad day when your, your, your rental car blows a motor. So I said, hop in. So Benny got in the front with me and pitched the duffel bag in the back. And the other guy, tall, skinny, red-haired guy, hopped in the back seat. And Benny said, what do you want you to meet a friend of mine? I said, this is a guy named Bill Elliott from Dawsonville, Georgia. He wants to race in NASCAR someday. And then he's traveling around with me to kind of learn some of the tracks and just just kind of hang around the sport a little. So I said, nice to meet you, Bill. And uh, then, of course, as, as we know, Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, but, you know, Bill went on to become one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR, won the championship in 88, and the uh, most popular driver for about 20 years. And now his son Chase is a champion at, uh, at 24. So it, uh, uh, what's been a rocky season, Monty finished on a really good feel-good feel story, uh, you know, a really good uplifting story. Chase is just a super guy, just a nice young man. And uh, and the, the apple didn't fall far, far from the tree in the in the case of the Elliott family because Bill was a super nice guy and his son Chase is just as nice and he uh, uh, obviously inherited his his father's ability to drive a, a car fast too so good for Chase I'm I'm, I'm happy for him and of course uh, Jimmy Johnson retiring sorta I know he's gonna dabble in some some other things but uh, oh, what a run he had. Yeah, it's going to be a change in the guard. You know, 24-year-old uh, Chase Elliott winning the championship and seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson going out the back door at the same time. Like I said, he plans to dabble around in some IndyCar road racing and so forth. So who knows? We might see him at the Music City Grand Prix uh, this summer. So who knows? But he, he's not quitting driving, he says. But at least he's not going to be running for any more championships in NASCAR. So he'll, he'll go down in the record books tied with seven with uh, Richard Petty and I'm kind of glad. Uh, I, 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 I kind of hated to see. I was friends with Teddy and Earnhardt, and I kind of hated to see the, the, the record broken. So I don't. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Jimmy's sharing it and not breaking it. All right, Larry. We appreciate you joining us today. As always, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, I'm going to lunch with Mike Gorgon. I'm sure there'll be some Monty Hale stories told. Uh, keep them clean. <laughs> okay, Mike. All righty. Thanks, Larry. It's Larry Woody joining us today on All Sports Talk. Appreciate him catching up with us. Um, can tell you that um, we do have high school football playoffs um, Friday night. Knock on wood. Um, Mount Juliet's at Oakland. Rematch of last year's second round. Um, semifinals the year before. Um, these two teams um, know each other pretty well. Coaches know each other well. Uh, they're well coached. Uh, it should be a good ball game. Um, Oakland, the more talented team. Um, but when you get this point in the season, you don't have to be the best team. you got to be the best playing team for 48 minutes. And um, this game could – be an Oakland blowout, or it could be decided in the final minute. Uh, meanwhile, we've got uh, Riverdale going to Hendersonville. You'll hear that game uh, right here on WGNS, John Dinkins and Brian Barrett. And then um, also Middle Tennessee Christian are in the final eight. Uh, they go to University School of Jackson. Be one of the better teams they faced. They faced a lot of good teams this year. Um, you know, they played a couple 4A teams, uh, and, and you schedule those games. So when you get to the playoffs, get to this point, you're not going to be awed by an opponent. So that's um, might be a little bit of edge uh, for the Cougars. All right, Conference USA this week. FAU at FIU, scheduled for Friday night. Gardner-Webb at Charlotte. North Texas at UAB. That's actually been moved to a high school stadium. UTEP at San Antonio. Southern Miss at Western. Rice at La Tech. And, of course, Middle at Marshall. Middle a 23-and-a-half point underdog. Um, Marshall's got a great team this year. 
um, kind of lost in the shuffle of the COVID. Uh, they've, they've been pretty, pretty much unstoppable. In the SEC, it's more about postponements. A&M, UT, Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Mississippi State, and earlier today it was announced um, Georgia and um, Missouri. So that leaves Vanderbilt at Kentucky, um, Arkansas at Florida, South Carolina at Ole Miss. Speaking of Arkansas, Pittman's Coach Pittman's done a great job first year. I mean, they're starting some walk-ons on defense. Um, like, what are they? Three and two, three and three should be four and two. They had the game stolen from them at Auburn, Auburn Mississippi State game again. It's canceled. Um, in the Big Ten, um, Wisconsin gets back at it. They go to Michigan. Michigan looks awful. Penn State and Nebraska, they both looked awful. And you've got Northwestern at Purdue. Those are two teams that have looked pretty good. So it's kind of crazy what's going on. Um, so um, I don't know what's going to happen with this college football season. Uh, you hope we don't run out of time. As Larry said, I guess you could push it back and push it back. Um, but, you know, how much longer, you know, it's if the problems persist, persist um, I don't know how you're going to get a season in. But they've done good to get, get this far. And uh, hopefully, you know, it, it spiked and then it went down. Now it's spiking again. Hopefully it'll go down again. And, you know, obviously you're just kind of at the mercy of it till you get a till you get a vaccine. All right, you've been listening to All Sports Talk. Uh, that'll do it for today. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.